Well, good morning. We're excited to start a brand new series today. If you've been with us for a while, you know that we like to go through books of the Bible as we study together. We just wrapped up our series in 1 John. And so we've been doing this for several years, and we like to walk through books of the Bible because we don't hide from anything. It gives us a clearer perspective of what the writer was trying to say. And so we're, we, we've chose a big book for this one this time. We, we've chose Romans. If you've been a, a Christian for a while, you know Romans is one of the most theologically based books that we have. And it was written by a man named Paul. And Paul was this Pharisee, this guy that was a Jew, he that was like the Jew of all Jews. He was really big into the law. He was a zealot. And actually, if you know the history, he actually tried to kill new believers after Jesus had died and rose from the grave. He was actually trying to stop the church before he had this miraculous encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. You can read about that encounter in the book of Acts. You can see the history. And what we see in the book of Acts is Paul's story, but you also see him being sent out to start churches to Gentiles. And basically, a Gentile is somebody that's not a Jew. So if you weren't born a Jew, you're a Gentile. And many of the Jews did not believe that the Messiah came for the Gentiles as well as the Jews. They kind of just figured he came for the Jews to establish them as a kingdom. But Jesus came not only for the Jews, but for the Gentiles. And that's really a lot of what this letter has to do with. Paul being this, this incredible Jewish scholar who had this amazing experience with Jesus. And Jesus sent him to the Gentiles. Not to the Jews. You would think it would be the other way. But really, Peter and others focused on the Jews. Paul and Barnabas and Silas and others were sent to the Gentiles so that the gospel could spread. And we're thankful because that's you and I, most likely. And so with this, we're going to jump into kind of an overview. This won't be a long message. It's going to be kind of just a a teaser of where Paul's going to go in this letter. And I'm going to tell you, this letter can be heavy. The beginning of it deals with heavy things, deals with sin, And then it goes on to tell that story. So you're going to have to bear with us on this, and we'll talk about that a lot. But it was written around 50 AD, about 50 years after Jesus had died and rose again. It was kind of later in Paul's life, toward the end of his third missionary journey. Many believe that he was writing it from Corinth. So he hadn't been to Rome yet. Although he was a Roman citizen and God told him he was going to preach the gospel in Rome, he had not been there yet. But he had heard what was happening there. He had heard about believers there. And so he was going to address some of those things before he ever went. And that's when this letter was written. It's one of his longest letters. And it deals with a lot of stuff. So we're going to get into that today. So I want to look at the first seven verses of Romans. And then we're going to jump down and we'll cover most of chapter one today. But you're going to see that we're going to skip over a few things Because he spends some time talking to the Romans themselves, telling, hey, I want to come to you. I'll be coming soon. We're going to kind of skip over that part, but we're going to hit these things that that Paul touched on in Romans chapter 1. Let's look at verse 1 out of the New Living Translation. It says, This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. 
The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. I am writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called to be His own holy people. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. There's the opening to the letter. That was kind of Paul's introductory statement. And I want to just hit on a few highlights really quickly. Uh, The first thing, first point is slave of Jesus. Paul uses this terminology that he's a slave of Christ Jesus. Why would he use that phrase? It seems a little bit odd. The word slave is not something that's well looked upon in our culture. And Paul says that he's a slave of Christ. What does that mean? Take a minute, just think about that. What does he mean by this? This phrase was used in the Old Testament to talk about Israel, Moses, the prophets, as servants of Yahweh, as slaves of Yahweh. That exact phraseology, that exact terminology was used for God's people, And those that he rose up to lead God's people throughout the Old Testament. So Paul, being this Old Testament scholar, knowing the law, uses that same terminology. But instead of saying to Yahweh, to God, he says to Christ Jesus. It's an attitude of humility and servanthood that that culture would have been familiar with. They would have understood what it meant to be a slave to God. It was terminology that they used. And and Paul's saying, look, my life is not my own. When when Christ came and saved me, when when he came and brought me from where I was in death to life, my life is his. He bought it with his own blood. It's no longer mine. I live to serve him. And Paul was saying he was humbled and he was set aside to chosen and set apart for a purpose. God sent him out to be an apostle. An apostle is basically somebody that was sent out. And the apostles, the original apostles, were actually Jesus' disciples that walked with him. With the exception of Judas, who betrayed him. But those original apostles, they were the ones sent out by Jesus to spread the gospel. And Paul puts himself on that same level saying, hey, I am an apostle as well. I was sent out by Jesus. I had an encounter with Jesus. And so as followers of Christ, we too are sent out. It's different. We're not, we are spreading the gospel. It's it's a different way of doing things. We're not putting ourselves on that same level in that same way. Well, maybe we are. I don't know how you would put it. I don't, I don't use the title apostle as one that was sent out and and leading in that way, but God has empowered each of us and has chosen each of us to share his gospel with others. We are slaves to Christ. We follow in the steps of Paul. Now, does that mean that we're going to go city to city and preach? No, not necessarily. God uses us each differently. 
The purpose that God has for us is to obey his commands and to make disciples. That's what we are. We are his servants and he's purposed us to make disciples, to follow him. We are called out and set aside. But we're slaves to Christ. And, and I want you to put that in the right terminology. We, this isn't the kind of slavery where we were taken against our will and forced into labor. This was us accepting the love of Christ and what he did for us on the cross, paid for our sins, paid for us, and we surrender our lives to him. And we do that in humility. We do that with purpose. And that purpose is this, to share the good news, which is the second point today. I told you this isn't going to be a very long message. It's going to be kind of a brief kind of intro into what Romans is going to lead us through but we are called to share the good news. And so what is the good news? If you look at verses 3 and 4 that we read just a few minutes ago, it says the good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. The good news is that Jesus came as man in the line of David, that he walked this earth, he experienced all the things that we have, And that when he was nailed to the cross for our sins as an innocent man and then died and was buried and then by the Holy Spirit three days later rose again, that's the good news. To know that there is a God that came down and became man that gave up his life so that we could have relationship with him, so that we could be redeemed and find salvation through what he did forgiveness from our sins, love right where we're at. That's the good news. And so then we find out who is that good news for? In verses 5 and 6, it says, Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey Him, bringing glory to His name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. So the Gentiles, you and I, Jesus came for that. The good news was for them. But also, if you go to Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, And then he told them, and he's speaking to his disciples, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Jews, Gentiles, actually phraseology that Paul uses in Romans, we'll see it next week, or even a little bit later in this chapter, first to the Jews, then to the Gentiles. Jesus came, he was a Jew, God's chosen people, that he set apart to deliver the Messiah to the world. Salvation came through them. Had to come through somebody, it was the Jews. But it wasn't just for the Jews, it was for all mankind. And that's our mission, is to share the good news with those around us, with everyone. Our lives need to reflect that good news, and so we share it with the people that are around us. Basically, when we have surrendered every area of our lives, He will take every area of our lives and use it to share His love with those around us. Think about it. What are some ways that you can share the gospel? What are some ways that you can represent Jesus and show people that God loves them? It could be by sharing scripture with somebody. It could be by telling that story, but that's not the only way. It could be by the way you love and treat somebody that has a need. You might buy them food or 
invite them over for dinner and sit down and have a conversation. Get to know somebody. It might be helping somebody move. It might just be showing kindness to somebody in line. Sharing a smile with somebody. Getting to know, building relationships. That's how we share the gospel. We live life and walk with people. You've heard me say it a million times. That when we invite people to walk with us, eventually they're going to meet Jesus. That's part of our sharing the gospel. We're sharing our lives with the people that are around us. Remember, our lives are not our own. We're slaves to Christ. And He's called us to live out and represent that gospel. So that's how it works. So the last point today is from start to finish by faith. I know you might be thinking, what in the world is he talking about? Start to finish by faith. You're going to see, I want you to jump down to verses 16 and 17. Remember, I said we're not reading the the part in the middle where Paul's talking about how he's going to come and when he's going to come and all of that. We're skipping right down to the heart of what Paul wants to say. This is really what summarizes where he's going in the book of Romans. So verses 16 and 17 of chapter 1. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Paul is reminding the believers in Rome that he's not ashamed of the gospel, that he's confident and secure in who he is in Jesus and that what Jesus sent him to do. Paul was passionate about sharing the gospel. Everywhere he went, he would go to the synagogue. He would go to places that people were searching out relationship with God. And he would tell them about this God that loves them enough to send the Messiah, Jesus. And if they didn't have a Jewish temple, he went to places where people gathered. Everywhere that Paul went, he shared who Jesus was. That was his mission. That was his job. That's what he did. Everywhere that we go, our lives represent that. And we share Jesus with the people that are around us everywhere we go. Through the way we live our lives, how we interact with people. From start to finish, the gospel is completed through our faith in Jesus as the Messiah and what He did for us. On the cross, in our assurance of the resurrection of the dead. That's where that start to finish, everything is wrapped up in that moment. When we put our faith in Jesus, we complete that. We're saying, I give my life to you because I trust you. What you did for me, I put my faith in that. I'm trusting you in that. This is the gospel, and Paul wants us to understand that everything starts and finishes with our faith in Jesus, not just knowledge about Jesus. I think that's where we get it confused sometimes, especially we live in the South. Man, most people in the South know something about the gospel. They may not understand it. They may not know the complete story, but they've heard about Jesus. They've heard about Christianity. They've heard about salvation, but they haven't put their faith in Jesus. They just have a knowledge of him. Man, there are many believers in the church that have put, that have knowledge of Jesus, but have never really put their faith in him. Start to finish, it all hinges on our faith. 
through faith in Jesus, we're made right with God because we're putting our trust in Him. We're becoming slaves to Him. We're giving our lives to Him so that we can live out our purpose and His plan for our lives. So I want to wrap up with this. Like I said, not a long message today. As followers of Jesus, we're His servants. And we're to live our lives in humble obedience to Him. If you were with us for our first John series, and we ended with talking about being obedient to the law, being obedient to the law of Christ, which was basically when Jesus summed it up, it said that we are to love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves. So we're to be obedient to that, to be obedient to Him. That doesn't mean that we let people walk all over us. That humility, people confuse humility with just letting people just take advantage of them. That's not it. That humility is understanding that next to Jesus, we're nothing. That without Jesus, we're nothing. But yet we have His Spirit in our lives. And through that, we can do anything but it's from Him. It's not in and of ourselves. He's given us gifts, talents, and abilities, and He accentuates that. We're not just incapable, but really it's His strength guiding us and directing us in this life. That's what it means. It means that we understand that from start to finish, everything hinges on our faith in Jesus and putting our trust in Him. This allows us to share that good news with everybody that we encounter. So as we walk into this book of Romans, I want to encourage you, take some time to read, write some things down, study. This is going to be a, a, can be a really challenging book to get through. And I want to make sure that we enter it with the right state of mind and understand that ultimately it comes down to us putting our faith in Jesus so that we can have relationship with him. That's what it hinges on. So I want to challenge you. Let's dig into the the book of Romans together. Let's learn and grow and find out who Jesus is through the words of Paul. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word and I thank you for all you've done for us on the cross. From start to finish, Lord, our faith is in you. And I pray right now that you would help us to put our trust in you, to give you every part of our lives. It's so hard to do, Lord. I know I fail at it often. Lord, help me to trust you more. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to share your gospel everywhere that I go. Lord, I pray for your favor upon each one of our lives. I pray that you would draw people to you. That, Lord, that our fellowship would grow through our faith in you, that you would draw people to you. And, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you today. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm really excited to go through the book of Romans with you. I hope this is a great teaser for what's to come. And we look forward to worshiping with you again next week. Have a great week.